I'm not sure how to start this. I only know is how to start from the beginning. You see, my name's Olivia. I'm um, a trans girl. I mean, you knew that already just by reading the description, but there's more to it than that. I'm recording this in my room, and here I'm just like watching YouTube and just doing my typical beginning of the week routine. Overthinking and just straight up overanalyzing everything and all things. I'm getting too far ahead, so let's just jump into it. Um, I got this idea, it's gonna sound corny, but I got it from 13 Reasons Why. Uh, don't worry, I'm not gonna kill myself or anything. Honest to God, I'm not into that. Or going to do any part of that. What I'm gonna do is tell you a story of a struggling woman and let you know how hard it is. How it really feels to come out and just give it your all and have it thrown back in your face. But to keep getting up, taking a beating, and no matter how much, no matter how many times, I take the beating. I keep getting the fuck up. I'm getting tired sometimes. But then I remind myself that it's just something I have to deal with. If I want to be happy, I gotta pull myself up from my bootstraps and just hang in there. But it's not as easy as that. It never is. Yeah, I never will be. Some of you may be asking, why don't you kill yourself if it's that bad? Well, because I don't believe suicide is the answer. I don't believe it's ever going to solve anything. And even then, so I'm too religious and afraid of hell in order to do that. So, here we are. Me venting and telling you my story. It all started when I was 16 years old. I was just a kid with um, an imagination and a hyperactive one of that. I would like draw pictures of myself as a woman running away from my house. By house, I meant like my stepmother and mom's house. We just, I, I just hated it there and my stepmother made most of it the hell that I imagined it to be. Now, um, <clears throat> a little backstory. When I was, I was born in the year 1995, November 4th, at TMC, at Tucson Medical Center, and it was just like, I don't know, it was, I can't describe my birth, to be honest. Um, no one can describe their birth. All I know from that um, is that my mom said I was born at 1 o'clock. I am a, a Scorpio, and that I was a night baby. I was basically into staying up super fucking late. <laughs> is I guess what the takeaway from that is. 
Growing up, I've had issues with um, a few things. I didn't quite think like most people did. I don't know if I had a disorder or not. I don't know if I was mentally with something. All I know is I had a hearing problem. My right ear was busted up and I couldn't exactly hear. And, um, oh, that good. I couldn't hear that good. My left ear was completely fine. Growing up with this, or this, it made me kind of mumble over my words. Knowing that I was like, that I had that kind of thing wrong with me, I felt kind of unconfident myself, and I would blame a lot of things on my lack of hearing, and it was just like, my personality building up from when I was born to now, just didn't quite pan out to be, you know, I didn't have a normal personality. It just, it was like weird, but at the same time, like, it just, it felt fine to me, but didn't look fine to others. It, it was, I was like, I was just like, very introverted, and also very social, like, like it would teeter-totter from time to time, and I would be very, very moody. I still am extremely moody, and I'm still extremely just emotional, and, well, we all know that... Just being an emotional kid doesn't exactly get you a lot of friends, nor does it get you a lot of friends that stay with you forever. Forever. It exists, you know, forever. It's just sometimes some things are out of the consistency of forever. For me, that was friendship. It was like hard to talk to people. It was hard to keep relationships. It was hard to hold a conversation and not stop and think, what the hell do I say now? What more can I say to keep this person with me? Because by some degree, I always felt a little bit alone. It's not easy feeling alone almost all the time, but you know it. I guess I got used to it. Anyways, here I am. Um, <clears throat> so moving on up. Eventually, me, my mom, my brother, my sister, and um, we just like made it on our, uh, on our own and a whole lot, and I was a person, the, 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 the sibling that traveled between houses. It was also me, my dad, and later my stepmother and my new sister. I had two families, and these two families, very different from each other, raised me very differently, didn't really give me a whole lot. Uh, sorry, it didn't, it didn't really give me a whole lot as far as, you know, learning or, you know, life lessons were concerned, or let alone basic knowledge. I had to pick up pieces from my parents and just go with what I knew and learn from them. It's not that they didn't teach me or that they didn't love me or that they didn't care. They care, they love me to death, and they taught me everything they knew. And some things were reserved, but that was up to them. I am grateful for everything they ever given me, and everything I'm about to give from them. 
or at least one of them. At age 18, after graduating high school, or near graduation, I moved out of my father's house and my mom's house, my stepmother's house because, well, I couldn't quite take it. My stepmother was always pushing me to do things that I didn't want to do, like, uh, at the time, I didn't want to get a job. It sounds selfish and stupid, I know, but for a teenager, and who was still in high school and had a balanced life between having a girlfriend and having just all this committed commitment on me, I, I couldn't exactly do things like get a job at the moment. Explaining this was like trying to talk to a brick wall. That was my stepmother. Because of her, I left my dad and her and my little sister to live with my mom. And, you know, that had to do with the big part of me growing up and, you know, realizing how the world works a little bit. Leaving my dad was probably the best thing that happened to me. But also kind of the worst. Shortly after I left my father, and shortly after I graduated, I got a job in the Salvation Army, and I, you know, made friends, lost friends, and strengthened my relationship with Mariah. Mariah is currently my girlfriend, or not currently, she was my girlfriend. Jesus, I'm hopping way too much into it. Um, to slow down the pace, at the time, me and Mariah were boyfriend-girlfriend. At the time, I identified as a male. At the time, I was so sure of life and everything that I was and everything that I knew. That obviously didn't stay like that. Um, fast forward so many years later, my mom, my brother, and sister were, you know, living together in all separate ways. I lived on my own. I rarely talked to my dad, and you know, whenever I did, I was always stopped by. I was always stopped by to say hi and and you know just make sure everything was okay with them. Me and Raya were set to get married. We were going to do something with ourselves. We were going to be happy. And I came out as bisexual. Yes, first I came out as bisexual. That was the year of 2016. This was in the middle of the summer, I think July, maybe June. Middle of the year, smack middle, moved into a new apartment, and it was in Spring Hill Apartments, I think. No, 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 it was Spring Hill? Yeah, I moved into a new place in Spring Hill, or Coronado, one of those two. Moving there, I came out after the moving in process as bisexual because I felt Mariah needed to know about this. I had feelings that I always knew I had, I, that I always knew that I liked guys at some level, and I always knew I liked girls at the same equal level. And I just continued to tell her, and she just like was so heartbroken. I, I, I couldn't bring myself to just explain to her what this meant to me, what this should have meant to her. I, I couldn't say it right, and well, 
It sounded like I was cheating on her. Like I wanted to break up, but I didn't want to. I just wanted her to understand, to be happy. For me, and for herself. Or not for herself, for just for me and for her to understand that I want her support. She gave it to me eventually, but the first time it was hard. We eventually overcome this and we became closer. And my bisexuality was beginning to be understandable. And, well, you know. Jesus. Ever have that moment? Where, like, you, you think to yourself, you know, hey, I feel different. Like, I remember this piece, this one part of my childhood, where at 16 years old, I would draw pictures of me as a girl. I would draw pictures of me running away from Louisa and my father, which were, was her name, yeah. But I'm not going to give any more details after that. I'm not going to give her whole name or anything because I don't want to throw anyone at the bus. I guess that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Because of her, my stepmother, my my uh, father, I felt alone, isolated, and I realized I wanted more from my from me, from myself, than I ever thought I could have. I began to have feelings of, you know, wanting to be someone else. Or something I, I thought I, that I knew I was. I wanted to be a girl. I wanted to wear nail polish. I wanted to wear girls' clothing. I wanted to be a part of the life that women have that I don't, that I didn't. And and it was painful. It was painful to look at myself and to realize, oh no, <laughs> or or to say, not realize, to say, oh no, you're you're a guy. You can't do this. This isn't this isn't you, is it? At the time, I was growing up religious. So religious to the fact that I actually believed that being gay was wrong, or that, or that being transgender or having sex changes and stuff like that was against God. My bigoted and extremely fucking religious family from my father's side, or technically Louisa, my stepmother's side, has told me repeatedly that this was wrong. This was sad. This was what guaranteed you into hell, and uh, it would just throw you way down deep into a spiraling world of fucking madness that would just destroy you. That my own doing, undoing, would be, you know, if I were to agree with that side of things. Which. Obviously, I disagree with. They were very... Just... Unrealistic. Just... Really stupid thinkers, to be honest. When I look back at it now, the thing that they believed, as far as gay marriage and LGBT was concerned, was outrageous and just so... Not cool. But anyways... Back to what I was saying. I remember the feelings I felt when I saw girls in high school. How I wanted to be them. How I wanted to see them and just like, just hang out with them and just, just be one of the girls. I never thought I could have that. And well, 
God. When I finally got it, that was something else. But anyways, I started having these feelings and I started like constantly wandering the halls, wondering what life would be like if Mariah had known I was trans. That I felt this way about myself and that I wanted to change so badly. I was crying a lot. For the months to come up until August of 2017, I was so sad. So unbelievably sad. That I... God. I really thought the worst of myself. I hated myself. For so long. And I just, it, it just it took a toll on me. On my work, on my life, on my relationship. Mariah knew I was distant. She recognized certain behaviors in me. We tried working it out. I told her it was nothing. I told her it was nothing. And I just kept... I kept saying it was absolutely fucking nothing. And just... She wouldn't believe me. She, she knew something was up. So I told her I guess I was thinking about some things. And I just needed to think. She was in fear uh, that the relationship was ending. Because of me having second thoughts about us. We already took a step back from wanting to be married. Because, well, you know, we had other issues. But those don't matter now. Now, well, now I just... Things were difficult. Eventually, I was able to put some feelings down. Say, no, 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 I can hold this off. Maybe I don't need to tell her. Maybe I don't need to say a damn thing. And eventually, I would go away. These, these, these thoughts and stuff, I don't need to tell her for a long time. But that wasn't the case, obviously. Hold on. Listen to this. This is a song I constantly thought of when I realized that me and Mariah weren't going to last, that we weren't going to be together if I told her about me. Now, this was the same song I also heard the night of the first week of August. We went to the Ed Sheeran Divide Tour in Phoenix, Arizona. It was, needless to say, a fun time. I, I thoroughly enjoy Ed Sheeran, and so does she. And, you know, it was like, it was fun. And I, at the time, was just like thinking, oh, we're going to have a great time. Mariah and I. We're going to have an absolutely amazing time. We weren't going to think about anything bad or whatever. Then Happier came on and I just thought, that's not how things are. That song made me cry. 
we drove from Phoenix laughing and just having a good time. And then once home, I realized something. That if I keep pushing this any further, if I keep just just holding everything in, it would destroy me. I had to let it out. I had to tell her at that moment. I sat her down to talk. And we talked. We just... Just like... It was back and forth. I was beating around the bush. And I was getting anxious and rather annoyed. As was I. I tried to make it out to seem like I was breaking up with her. Honestly, it didn't turn out well because she had sort of a mental breakdown. As did I. We both, like, lost our minds and... The endlessness of what we thought was going to be an excruciatingly hard breakout. We yelled at each other. We threw things. We argued. It was back and forth. I tried to put the blame of the, of the relationship ending on stupid shit. Like, like, like how I was tired of being chastised for stupid things. Like how I can't hear well or how I can't be the certain person she wants me to be, how I know she's not happy, and she just obviously saw through my bullshit because she knew it was something more than that, and she was just getting so frustrated with me, and I with her, it was over, we were just, after a long silence, I broke down, went to the next room, and I cried. I cried, the hardest I ever cried, and forever. And then, she asked me, tell me why, and that's when I said these words, I'm trans, I never felt like a boy. I never was a boy. I want to be a girl so badly, but I know I can't have it if I want to be with you. As you can imagine, this was a shock to her. Her reaction was, well, needless to say, her reaction was understanding. Surprise, fuck. In fact, too shocked to even process it fully. But, at the moment she knew how much I was suffering. So she comforted me. God. Never has there been a tease much like that. You know, you come out. You tell someone that you're sorry. And that they mean the world to you. And that you wish you could have been something more for them, but who you are, you just could not escape. And then they tell you it's gonna be okay, that they understand, that they know that you've been through so much, and that it was hard to do this. She kneeled in front of me, 
and she asked me to marry her. We were broken apart, or at least separated, kind of, for a while. And her doing that, with the ring I got her, Uh, it was beautiful. That was the first time I ever felt like a real woman. And that was the first time I was proposed to. And I said yes, and it was just so giggly and girly and crying, and it was just an ugly mess. I was so just broken and fixed and just crazy at the time I just I just leaned I just like laid on the bed sobbing and happiness and sadness and a flurry of emotions that I just could not put into words she kept her hand on my cheek and told me that I was a beautiful girl That she loved me. God, you know what? I just. I've done this before. I've told people the story. Or at least a shortened and very condensed version of it. But no, this podcast isn't about her or about or just about you know the falling out of what happened after the come out it is about my life so far as a trans woman as a woman and though you may hear my voice and think that's not a girl you may hear my voice and think, oh no, this person's delusional as shit. Or this is funny or entertaining, but I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Because, as the first episode, I'm telling you the honest to God truth. I am a girl. I am proud to be me. And I'm not backing down from whatever I'm going through. I'm not backing down from my journey. I'm not stopping, and I'm never going to fucking stop. Because I know who I am. And I know how I feel. And if you support me, I appreciate it. If you don't, whatever. I just want someone to listen. I just need to talk to you. To any of you. This is like. This is like, I can't afford a therapist. Because all my money is going to my hormones. Just, I can't afford. To commute to a support group. Which I'm trying desperately to do so. This is the next best thing. And I thank you for listening. But this is not the only episode.
Stay tuned. Because there's a lot more coming. And don't expect it to stop.